Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here as always with the Friar in Friar Side. That's me, sister. Hi, Father Mike. How are you doing, Queenie? I'm great, and I'm super excited because we have another super special call-in guest. Are you just said super I said twice. Super, I know. That's I know. really... I, uh, it's my super favorite word. But our guest is super, <laughs> and so you can't say it too many he times. He is. We he have is. on the phone um, an alumnus, Rob Collins. Hi, Rob. Hey, guys. Rob, I'm not sure if I'm super. I'll just, I'll just stick with all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are definitely super. You were um, top of our list to call for uh, the conversation that we're going to dig into today. Because you are so super. Yeah. That's why. So okay. <laughs> listen to that groan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, Rob, what year did you graduate again? Can you remind me? 2014? 2015. 15. Uh, with a degree in mechanical engineering. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And you are now working for the same company that you started straight out of Duke with, right? That's right. I work for Deloitte Consulting okay. um, out of our Philadelphia office, and it's a professional services firm. If you've never heard of it, mm. um, I just do strategy and operations consulting for them, okay. which is a very vague and uh, probably not understood by a lot of people. I'm happy to go into it if you want. <laughs> I, I always find it amazing, you know, these students as they, they're graduating, you know, that they can't organize a sock drawer, but they're <laughs> now they're going off to be consultants. Like, you know, that people are paying big dollars for these people that can barely, you know, organize their lives. They're going to come in and be a consultant. But obviously you're you're doing it well because you've done it now for a number of years, right? Yeah, I'm glad my clients don't call you up, Father Mike. <laughs> well, actually, I would first start by telling them not only what a super guy you are, but about your super career as a Duke football player, right? The uh, the the quality quality, you know, game game time experiences that you had at uh, at quarterback, right? Am I? Yeah, I think I, uh, I, I, I remember those snaps, don't I, Rob? Yeah, I think you can count them on one hand. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> but as a walk-on, God bless you. You uh, you you were on the team for four years, right? That's right. Um, that was uh, the highlight and and definitely the most important part of my Duke experience. And I'm sure you heard that from every other football player on the team, especially the walk-ons. Um, yeah. Got to be part of the upswing and. Um, have really enjoyed staying involved with the program over the last couple of years and wouldn't have changed, you know, any of the 6 a.m. workouts for wouldn't have traded for anything. So. <laughs> well, those could prepare you for uh, for what's coming up in uh, in your life. You and your wife, Montana, are uh, are expecting soon, correct? Yes, I, I'm sure I'll be up at 6 a.m., probably even earlier. I was going to say, <laughs> All it's, like it's going to give workout a whole new meaning. <laughs> exactly exactly uh i gotta gotta get back to my college life of working on no sleep exactly. <laughs> my gosh what a exciting time um but so rob we want to talk today we had a student write in to ask um just wanting to hear from an alum a recent alum who's gone into kind of one of these high pressure post-Duke careers that a lot of Duke students aspire to, thinking along finance, med school, consulting, whatever. Um, and 
diving into how um, your Catholic faith has played a role in that, you know, how mm-hmm. living it out, um, you know, at work and in your life after Duke, but also what role that had in deciding to pursue this career and how um, did you or do you wish you'd leaned more on God in that decision process? And how do you continue mm-hmm. to do that as you go? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you just kind of talk about a little bit what you know, your practice of your faith is like as a Duke student, um, particularly, you know, you're an engineer and on the football team. Just so, a few things going on. Just a on. couple things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Um, both of you folks had a big impact on uh, my faith while I was there, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up Catholic, um, you know, like like many of, of my colleagues and, and parishioners and uh, went through all that stuff as a kid, but never really took it seriously until mm-hmm. I got to school. Um, and I, I think I think you're right. Kind of the pressures that I had from football, mm. um, from career, from social life, uh, from trying to find a job really forced me back to to a core and, and realizing that I didn't really have a core at that point. Mm. And what I mean by that is um, everything in life outside of outside of faith is is temporary, mm. um, whether it's whether it's football and, and, and thinking you're going to, you know, get some playing time or um, which I knew I wasn't, but just putting it out there uh, or whether it's good grades or whether it's, you know, friends and social life um, as much as you want to put your identity in each of those different mm. earthly things. Um, you know, I was lucky to have trials and tribulations in each of those, which made me realize mm. that, Hey, maybe neither of these things, none of these things are really supposed to be at the center and, and my identity and mm. um, kind of forced me back to the only thing that I know to be constant and consistent mm. and uh, unchanging. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the true rock, my favorite verses uh, mm. from Luke's gospel about building your house on a rock. And, mm. um, and that forced me back to the church and not forced me back that, that, that brought me back to the yeah. church and uh, through, through the great community at Duke was able to really put, put my identity in God. Wow. Rob also, wouldn't you, um, wouldn't you say, I, I had the blessing of being able to, uh, witness, uh, your, your wedding, uh, up in Philly, which was, uh, a beautiful celebration, but you, I mean, you, uh, you won the lottery. You, you know, <laughs> you met a girl. I mean, did, I can't remember. Was she a Virginia tech grad? That's right. That's right. She's a Hokie. Yeah. So that's her. That's her one downside. But <laughs> <laughs> but Montana is someone who takes her faith seriously as well. And so, you know, when when we talk, you know, talking today about trying to integrate your faith into your work life, the uh, you have the plus of being able to say your faith is integrated into this awesome relationship with your wife mm-hmm. that. Um, that grew as you guys were dating and, and now is flourishing as well. So, uh, you know, I'm sure you've got, um, got friends that, that might not be the case, but can you tell us a little bit about how you think Montana, you know, um, really elevates your relationship, not just alone, but together with her mm-hmm. in Christ? Yeah, I completely agree. She definitely elevates it far further than I can. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I truly see um, our relationship, our marriage as, as my vocation. Um, and, uh, you know, we're talking about decision making. That was that was the most uh, thought about decision of my life, for mm-hmm. sure, asking her to marry me and went through a lot of prayer and thought. And um, but I, I, I definitely to your question, I mean, I, 
I'm someone who, um, you know, at, at Duke, I was blessed enough to be around a faith community and, and have the leaders um, there. And, um, you know, I, I have my family at home and I have Montana, but we, I, I travel so much in my job. Uh, my job requires me to, to be out of town usually Monday through Thursday of every week. Mm. Um, and, and it's difficult for me to find or has been difficult for me to find a steady faith community um, and, and so that's just made me, you know, hunger down more on, on Mon- Montana and my family. And, and, um, you know, I definitely couldn't do it without her, 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 um, you know, just, just, just having that community, whether it's one person or, or, or three people or an entire church, um, is, is super important to bounce ideas off of, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, have them keep you straight and, and kind of call you out where needed to be and, and, um, and give you ideas of where to work and where to improve. And so I, I can't speak enough about about how our relationship has grown my faith and really forced me to appreciate um, those around me. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, kind of going back a little bit to um, your time at Duke, I -hmm. wanted to um, ask, did you always intend to go into consulting? Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, I'm, as I said, I'm an engineer. Um, which is certainly not the traditional path from engineer to business consultant. Um, I, I had definitely no idea. I didn't even know what consulting was until I got back on school, back to <laughs> campus my senior year. Um, I, I had no idea. I wanted to be an engineer. I thought I was going to do aerospace, yeah. kind of be on the shop floor, manufacturing, mm. really building things. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have a couple of internship experiences and pursued what I thought I wanted to do mm-hmm. over the course of my freshman through junior year. And realized that um, I, I, I was looking for something different. I was looking for a little bit, a little bit more. Instead of working on a machine or on on a product, I wanted to work on a business as a whole, the community, the interactions mm-hmm. of people. And was lucky enough that one of my uh, one of my teammates at Duke kind of led me to consulting and introduced me there. And uh, the rest is history. So put a couple of months in preparation in, and 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 have. Couldn't have been, could have asked for a better experience over the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, like what, what I, what I do on day base, day to day basis, I mentioned that I travel every week. Yeah. So as a, as a management consultant, um, I work for Deloitte, but I work for other companies that hire Deloitte sure. as a consultant firm. So mm-hmm. get farmed out to East, whatever coast of the country they're there. They need me on mm-hmm. fly out there every week and, and solve these companies problems for, from, for, for durations of two weeks to, to, to six months, oh, wow. uh, just depending on the project. Okay. And the unique part about that is every single project you're working with a different team. So you got, you, you can build, get to build a lot of different relationships and work with a lot of different people. Um, and, and I've learned a lot. My, my emotional intelligence has risen exceptionally <laughs> over the last three years. Yeah, I'm sure working with all different personalities and types and different projects. Um, do you, that must be difficult, um, you know, especially when you were new in your marriage, traveling that much. Um, how how did you lean on your relationship with Jesus in that time? Um, and I also, you got married how many years into your job? Uh, three months, not even a year. Three months in. So, like, it was new job, <laughs> also new marriage. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean – how did how did Jesus or the Holy Spirit help you through that? What was your prayer life like on the road? You know, how did you incorporate your Catholic practice into managing those transitions? Yeah, that I, I could not have done it without it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
it, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of changes going on in this job. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know where you're going to be flying to week to week. You don't know who you're going to be working to. As I mentioned, there's the positive side of that and the negative side of that. Um, but again, what that forced me to do, all that uncertainty, all that tur- turbulence around me, um, again, it really kind of forced me back to my core. And and it's, it's the, the most important thing that I've found um, to help me get through this is is just that classroom of silence, as Matthew Kelly, mm. um, a good, good author calls it, and just some prayer time in the morning to really reset and, 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 and anchor you on, again, anchor you back to your core and, and tell you what your priorities are. It's very easy, especially in the high, high stress jobs, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. um, around all different people to get your priorities out of whack, mm-hmm. um, to, to focus, to put, be putting a lot, putting yourself through too much stress at work or not being home. Yeah. Or travel. Um, but the prayer time in the morning is huge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think being alone on the road, it, it sounds difficult, but there's really nothing else to do. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. just, again, finding that 10 minutes, that 20 minutes in the morning mm-hmm. is, has been huge, whether it's on the plane or in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And did you, did you say classroom of silence? Was that what you used? That that is a term that I use. I, I definitely oh. did not create that. That's a Matthew Kelly term. Interesting. Um, I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about just letting yourself be alone. Um, mm. you know, no listening. No, not even reading. Just kind of closing your eyes and letting yourself be still, mm-hmm. and um, listening to to what your mind's telling you, listening to what God's telling you, and and more importantly, just kind of pushing the reset button every single morning mm. and reminding yourself of. Of, of what's most important. Rob, when, uh, when you were, um, say, as a, a senior here, or even uh, first out in your career, um, how, how, did, um, how did you come to figure out, and even, even as you, you know, you're looking ahead, I know you've got some plans um, you know, for the next few years, but what's, what's been the driver? Like what, uh, certainly you want to, make a living for your family that, you know, that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you think to yourself, you know, why am I here? How do I build the kingdom? You know, Mm. what, what, what gifts do I bring? You know, how did you sort of interpret that when you made the choice to go to Deloitte initially? And now, I mean, I, I heard you say, you know, consulting was not, you know, what you had yeah. in mind initially, but you know, how did you embrace that, and and how do you see it as part of a a bigger picture or not? You know, what how do you sort of interpret your work, um, yeah, in the in the bigger picture? Yeah, I, I think it's a great question, and um, you know, I'll give you the the final answer up front, and I'll kind of tell you how I got there, <laughs> um, and and it gets back to the decision the decision making question that you asked in the beginning. Um, I, I think that my work and how I interpret my work and really what motivates me is, is just to be the best version of myself every, every day. Mm. Um, and that starts with the little things and, and I, I'm confident I am, I am. And this is, this is, uh, uh, father Mike, I think you can hear coach cut talking in me right now. It's, it starts <laughs> with the, it starts with the details of every day, uh, you, the habits you create. Um, and, and, so let me just pause and kind of go back to the beginning and I'll come back to that final answer. So um, initially, you know, if you would ask me or, or my parents or my friends when I was coming into college as a freshman, I, I was certainly categorized as a worry wart. 
Um, I was someone that was not okay with uncertainty, mm. um, not very uh, – I was all over the place, right? I was always second-guessing myself mm. and uh, for a couple reasons. I think the first was the perception of others. I was very concerned with how people were perceiving me. And I wanted to make the right decisions to please others mm-hmm. and, and just to be viewed positively in, in the eyes of others. The second was, and, and kind of in that same vein, I was putting too much weight on the decisions I was making. I was vowing myself and I was kind of putting a you know, success or failure on every single decision mm-hmm. I was making, whether it be big or small. And then the third is I didn't have the confidence because of the first two things to even make the decisions in the end, right? So yeah. right. those right. three things were kind of creating a lot of turmoil in my mind. Um, and all those three things were solved over the course of my career, my, my time at, Do- at, at uh, Duke by my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it gets back to the, the core thing I mentioned or- earlier, but um, it, it's, first of all, the, the, first, the first part was, was kind of tearing away the perception of others and mm-hmm. realizing that uh, my successes as a person is completely independent of others mm-hmm. uh, in, in the sense of, of you know, if somebody views me as successful, sure. whether it's a friend or a peer, that doesn't make me successful. Right. Um, I had right. I had to create my own definition of success for myself, right. and that's where I chose God. Um, the second, in terms of weighting your decisions, mm-hmm. is is understanding that yeah, there you know God wants you to make decisions. He's given you free will, but there's no right or wrong. The right or wrong comes with 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 God and his his sacrifice for us, and it's already been won. The victory's mm-hmm. been won, um, and and that's kind of where you rest. Now you now you have the freedom to go and live and, and make the choices that you think will make you the best per- version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And and and, you know, I, I think that people kind of get caught up in. Is this right? Is this what God wants me to do? Um, yes, there there is time for prayer and, and hoping for God to give you a sense. But the most important part is to make a decision and then get back to little things, whatever you're doing, whether I chose mm-hmm. Deloitte, whether I chose Company B, Company C. Um, yeah, my life would have been completely different if I chose a different company, right? Three years down, I might've been a different city. I might've been, you know, might not not have been able to get married as quickly as I, as I had, Mm -hmm. but I'm confident that if I had kept my habits, if I had kept my faith in God, um, my habits obviously come from my faith Mm -hmm. are, you know, I, I would be the person that I want to be. I would, I would be becoming the best version of myself. Um, so that gets me to, to the answer of, yeah, you know, I, at that moment, I thought Deloitte was the best decision. I had the offers on the table. You know, it, 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 it practically, logically, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was confident if I gave my whole self, gave all my effort to that yeah. and, and brought God with me to that job, that I would be successful and be becoming the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Rob, you know, it's so um, so glad you touched on that point um, that I, I think is so misunderstood as people quote unquote discern, you know, what they're, what they're, you know, going to do in their professional lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, you brought it out by saying there's no right or wrong. I don't think you meant that in the terms of, you know, there is right or wrong, but not in, in, in the sense of you've got three offers on the table, you know, for three different companies, you know, is if you choose Deloitte and, and, you know, you get to heaven and God says, well, Rob, you know, nice try and everything, <laughs> but I, I didn't have Deloitte in mind for you. I had you Boeing. Know, yeah. I had some other, yeah. You know, like that's ridiculous, you know? And, and right. But you're right in saying that, um, 
too often, I think some of the stress and gosh, you, you, you pointed it out so well about saying how, you know, you're a worrier. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, our students hear so much of, of what they, the machinations in their brain are all wrapped around the things that you talked about yeah. and then getting to a place that said, time out here, the, the real, uh, the real heart of the issue is my relationship with Christ. Wherever I'm going to live, that is going to be the good, yeah. you know. And 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 so, sure, I I want to prayerfully discern, you know, what that next step's going to be. But you know, it, it, there's not, you know, life or death isn't hinging on that. Life or death hinges on other things that are deeper and far more you know, far more critical. So I, I just appreciate mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that y- you've uh, been able to step away from that, you know, a few years after the fact and see that dynamic that was at work uh, with you and or in you and and realize. But, uh, I, you know, I would bet and you can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that you probably still see and, and I don't want to say battle, but still have to address some of those dynamics even though you still, you know, you, you're aware of them yeah. within you. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I'm going through this, that same process right now, mm-hmm. um, applying for business school and, you know, the, the decision that's there. And, and the one thing that I didn't mention that, that has become so clear to me over the last couple of years is that if you have that right mindset, if you are, you're discerning things logically, you're laying everything out, but in the end you understand that my success, my my, um, you know, as, as Father Mike, that you mentioned, you know, my purpose, my motivation is completely independent of the decision that I'm making, although it's very important. Um, God will push you in the right direction. Um, you know, if, if you are willing and you are open to what's out there and, and you are committed to saying, you know, whatever I'm going to do, it, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it well. Um, God will put you where you need to be. And and being confident and trusting him in, in that way is, has been hugely important in my life as well. Right. And even mm-hmm. I even always tell students, even if God hasn't put you there, but by your own misstep, you've been put there or you put yourself there. God's with you. And that's yeah. the key is that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he never abandons us. He always allows us, even if we make a misstep, he always yep. is there to yeah. resurrect that, uh, that, you know, that that mistake mm-hmm. awesome stuff that's mm-hmm. great oh, I, I have, i've got plenty of stories of that one. <laughs> <definitely leading me laughs> there. yeah um i i mean yeah. just this last this last part that we've been talking about the worrying and the anxiety about the the unknown and the concern for how others perceive you know the choices we make the you know the business schools that we go to the you know it matters. We think that it matters so much more. Um, so I really appreciate you speaking to that. I know it is on a lot of students' minds. Um, I guess I just yeah, want to. And, and just one more thing, Emma. Yeah, I, just, I, I just I want to just add that I I think that I mean I completely understand where these students are are what what situation they're in. I mean I was there a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I and I don't want to. I, I think it it kind of comes off the wrong way if you're saying the decision's not important. Um, it's extremely right. important. I mean it's gonna. It determines where you're going to live, who you're yeah. going to be friends with, who you're going to be influenced by. I yeah. mean, again, I said it a couple of minutes ago, my life would have been completely different mm-hmm. if I had chosen company B over company A. Mm-hmm. But the point is that that is that that decision, that the importance of that decision pales in comparison to to who you are and what God has done for us and your identity in Christ. Yeah. And that and that 
kind of prioritization, that that um, relative size and importance of those two things, um, it, it was was really important for me to grasp and understand. And it's not a difficult yeah. thing to understand at all. Yeah. And even it's so like contradictory sounding, but pales in comparison to those small daily habits that you were describing exactly. at the very beginning of this conversation. Like you don't think about those 20 minutes every morning as a more important th- decision, but it, I mean, that's, what's building your relationship with Jesus. That's, right. that's it. Um, and that's something that some, you know, no matter if you, you know, you, you, you lose your job, um, you know, death in the family, that's the thing mm, that's unchanging. That's your yeah. core. And, and that's something that can, that can never be taken away from you and, and, and is, has been given to you freely by God. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rob. What an encouraging conversation. Rob, we, we, no would, we would be remiss. I mean, we gave uh, some props to Montana, the uh, who we really probably should have had her. But, on the, <laughs> yes. call, but yes. she is that hokey and we we we, uh. we have that issue there. But uh, <laughs> we got to give a shout out to Rip and Mary Jo, mm. your mom and dad, who, um, you know, they're just special people and create an environment in your home growing up, you know, with your siblings that, um, was the, the, you know, the groundwork for this awesome relationship that you have in faith and now with your wife and now starting your family on your own, I'm sure. I mean, and parents aren't perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. well, my, my mom is perfect. (laughs) They were recording today. It's my mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. So, um, uh, yes, but yeah, uh, y- you know your folks are—they're uh, special people. Yeah, you know they're all right. They're—they're—they're—they're—they're uh, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, uh, they're nice enough to let us uh, crash in their place until a baby's born because we're oh. we're delivering at a hospital. So that's that speaks to what you just said. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean that's talk about motivation. Talk about uh, what drives you forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the most important. The changes in life that are really important are the ones that are local, that are, are the ones that are relational, that yeah. are that are driven each day by these habits again. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the impact of, of a family community um, is, is probably the most impact you'll have on this earth. And and that's what Montana and I want to build. So, um, yeah, exactly right. You know, that definitely definitely would again, it would have been a completely different person if right, I didn't have right. uh, my family. So mm-hmm. quick, sure. quick side story. Um, I always every time I think of your dad. He taught me something, you know, you think you, you know, you've seen it all. And, and, uh, but I'll, I'll never forget. I was, I had stopped by your house and we were, uh, we were going to be going out for dinner or something and we were waiting for your mom. And, uh, I walked out in the backyard. It was in the, in the spring, it was like in May and your dad was sitting out in the backyard and he had a pad in front of him and he had just finished a book and what, he writes notes on any book that he that he reads mm. and then he waits uh you know i don't know a week or so and then he takes the notes from the book and he condenses the the notes to one page of notes <laughs> and that's what he keeps i love that i remember you telling me about that. this like that years is, ago I, and i i i've tried i've done it on a few books i got to do it some more but i <laughs> I just, that's a Rip Collins He loves story. your dad's I, method. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah. That's quality It's good. Stuff. It's good. Yeah. I can say I've adopted it myself for sure. There you go. So good. Well, thanks so much, Rob. Um, you know, I might, uh, I'll have to send you a follow-up email, see if there's any resources in particular, you know, Matthew Kelly book, since you've quoted him a little bit, and um, just prayers that you turn to. We might include them in the show notes for our listeners. 
So yeah, I'd be happy to happy to wonderful. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another awesome episode of Friarside chats. You can email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is sponsored by many and supported by many gracious donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn more how you can support Fireside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Some thanks, Father Mike. Thanks, Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, guys. Awesome. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats.